Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash I don't work here lady. Where Karens keep confusing customers as employees. And in this episode, guys, people are making the biggest mistakes ever. And one principal thinks OP's a student and gets really aggressive and regrets it big time, guys. I hope you enjoy the stories. Don't shake your heads too hard today. And remember, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So here's some backstory. At my store, there's a certain tall goth woman who comes in only at night. She's very gorgeous, and she was dressed in short shorts and a tank top that showed her tattoos. She's also very pale, and she has sleeves and a few calf tattoos. Now, she's never worked at my store, and she never bothers anyone except to ask for help. So on this day, she comes in around 6.24, which means there's still sun outside and it's still warm. I greet her, and we talk for a second, and I ask her why she's out during the day. She explained that she ran out of tampons and she needed more. I then point the aisle out and we part ways. I try to cut down the cart full of go-backs. I was three aisles away from the feminine hygiene aisle when I heard yelling. I thought it was another crazy customer who came in and threw stuff around, so I quickly ran with the cart to the aisle. There I see goth girl and an older man. Goth girl's arm was being grabbed by this a-hole who was berating her for not helping him when he asked. Goth girl was trying to tell this a-hole off and yank her arm away. I went up and asked her what happened, ignoring the a-hole. She explained that she was just trying to put some packages of pads she knocked over back up, and the a-hole asked her where an item was and why she wasn't working. It's at that point I asked a-hole to let go of her and that she didn't work here. The guy then gets mad and he grips her arm tighter before unleashing a rant of how she should be fired and demanded that I get the manager. I was tired, so I didn't really give a crap at this point, and told the a-hole to let go of her and that she doesn't work here. And yeah, that was a mistake. The a-hole then screamed how I was the worst employee here, and that goth girl was a whore for dressing like that in the workforce. I then told the a-hole to pay for his items and leave, and the guy refused and said he wouldn't leave until he saw the manager, and to see the stupid little girl be fired. Hearing him say that, I lost the one remaining F I had and told the a-hole to just leave her alone and that I'm going to get the security guard now. That's when the a-hole then dropped his handbasket full of items on the floor and he stormed out. He then ranted and raved that everyone's so stupid and that dumb sluts like them, referring to goth girl and me, should not be working in a store. We should only be working in a kitchen. I didn't know how to react to that, so I just turned and asked goth girl if she was okay. She said she was, and she hated people like that and wanted to go home. I got her a cold water from the break room and walked her up front. I got my manager, who's a great woman, and explained everything to her. Goth girl showed my manager the red mark on her arm, and the security guard came over, but he didn't do much since he was just a random guy. We didn't call the cops, but we decided to file a report and have the guy banned from the store. I walked goth girl out to her car and told her to have a good night and apologize for the a-hole. 
My manager told me that I handled the situation well, but I don't know. The rest of the shift was pretty uneventful, but I still can't help but feel awful for her for having to deal with this guy's abuse. We didn't call the cops because goth girl asked us not to. I haven't seen her lately in the store, so I can't really give any update. Maybe she went to the cops on her own time, or maybe she just let it go. And yes, it was assault. And no, I don't know why this a-hole was in the feminine hygiene section. Yeah, that guy was definitely off his rocker, guys, and should have been charged. They should have called the cops, pulled the footage, and showed them the assault. And guys, is it just me, or did that security guard seem completely useless? Like, what the heck is the point of security in the store, when they don't even run to the noise and the screaming to see what's wrong? Like, if anyone should be on the chopping block, it's gotta be that person. They seem to not really care at all. So my friend and I are both pull-up vendors, meaning we're employed by the maker of a product to travel to different market locations and stock specifically that brand and nothing else. Makers of beer, frozen pizzas, fizzy drinks, chips, crackers, snack cakes like Hostess, and more. They all employ pull-up vendors. We don't work directly for the business location, and we often get asked questions all the time where things are. And I would explain that we're just vendors, and it's often a case of, oops, I'm sorry, and they move on. We might be the reason regular employees get asked if they work there. Anyway, the floor manager not being able to piece this together still has me stumped. So on this day this happened, I was late to do my rounds. So I went into the membership bulk store after their normal early closing hours on a Sunday. And they let me in because they knew me as a vendor. And they don't close internally until super late. I grabbed the product from the back and kind of dashed out to the aisle location to get it filled quickly. That's when one of the real employees, who's pulling around a big thing of cardboard, just paused nearby. And he calls out, Hey, we're still cleaning up and straightening. We're not stocking out anything yet. I didn't realize he was yelling at me, so I just kept stalking. That's when he comes over to me and he gets really close. And he says, I told you we aren't stalking out yet. Are you deaf? So I say back to him, I'm not with you guys. Go get your manager to explain it to you. And yes, I was a little rude, but so was he. And I was in a hurry to get the product out to make it in time for my next three stops. The senior managers and security at the store all know me because I sign in and out at the front. And I've had this one stop for five plus years. So with that, Cardboard Boy skitters off to parts unknown. And as I'm getting down to the last several boxes on my flat cart thing, up comes the floor manager. The guy basically screams at me and says, Why are you putting out product? Cardboard Boy says you ignored him when he told you we're not stocking out yet. We're still cleaning up. Why are you not listening? I reply, I don't work for you. I'm in a hurry to get things done here so I can leave. I explain hastily, frantically folding the empties and opening fresh cases. A few of the other real employees gathered, all apparently new or not brave enough to speak up, or, as I found out later, wanting the floor manager to dig himself a deeper hole. The floor manager then says to me, You don't leave until I say you leave. I'm the floor manager today, and everyone here works under me. Now put those boxes down and go put your vest on like you're supposed to. And help these guys clean up. We're stocking out later, not now. Again, I say to him, I don't work for you. Look at my shirt. Look at what I'm stocking. I have on a company polo with the brand embroidered on it. Go ask your store manager if this is confusing you. 
The guy continues screaming at me and says, I don't need to look at your damn shirts. You're out of uniform. You are going to do what I tell you to do when I tell you to. So put those boxes down. You're not even allowed to stock those items. The guy just kept screaming at me, clearly not piecing together all of the clues lying plainly before him. So I rest my empty box against the shelf for a second, and then pause to say, Go get your store manager to explain it to you. I don't work for you. I'm in a hurry. And that's when the floor manager says, Come with me to the office right now. You're not working for me or the company either after this. I then say to him, I'll do you one better. Call security to come get me. Now I say this as I'm still removing items from cases and putting them up. He keeps screaming at me and says, Office, now, you picked the wrong day to talk back to me. That's when I set the items I have in my hand on the shelf. I then set my case down and cup both hands around my mouth and yell into the high metal unfinished ceilings, Security! Hearing me say the word security, the floor manager says, Oh, you're in some deep trouble now. I say to him, why would I call for security if I'm the one in trouble? I don't work for you. Now, it turns out the store was being visited by the district manager that day, who was in a meeting with the store manager and security at the time. The meeting just finished, and as a bunch of employees had gathered around to watch, the store manager and the district manager approached. The floor manager immediately goes into humble service mode when seeing the district person, and states that I'm refusing to follow orders. The store manager asked what's going on, and I replied, Mr. Big Shot over here doesn't seem to grasp that I don't work here. I showed him my shirt, and I said I don't work for him, and apparently his big head was too heavy for him to see straight, and he's calling me into his office to fire me. You might want to take over. I'm in a rush here, running later than usual. Your timing couldn't have been better, actually, so tell him I don't work here. That's when the store manager says, Floor manager, look at this man. What's on his shirt? I then turn so I could show him the logo. The floor manager says, It's not a store uniform, and he's stocking when we're in cleanup. We don't stock until much later. Everyone knows that. At this point, I'm speechless, as the guy's actually doubling down. The manager says, this man doesn't wear our uniform. He doesn't work for us. I was still stocking my cases, but I paused for a moment because the floor manager was holding his ground. He then says to the manager, well, he's stocking the wrong product, and he wouldn't stop when I told him to stop. The guy was apparently not listening to anything being said. I just collapsed my remaining boxes and quickly moved the flat thingy off to get the next load from the back. And all that was said next by the district manager was, Office, now. As I'm rounding the corner to the back, the district manager turns to the floor manager and repeats what he says in the most thunderous voice that I've ever heard come from a human. I said, Office, now. I hear a few of the others nearing up to ground zero whispering to themselves, Damn, at the loudness of his voice. And I just had a good laugh. I didn't get a look at any of the management after that, but the rest of the stocking went normally. But I imagine the floor manager walking out of that place with no job that day, as I never saw him again at that store. And before you ask, I couldn't come to do that store later because of its place in the order of travel. And yes, I also could have stated I work for this vendor company directly, instead of the more ambiguous, I don't work for you. But I was rushing. Plus, it was a teench fun to see him not be able to piece the puzzle together right in front of him. 
and got to hear such a hothead get taken down 30 notches in doing so. Oh my goodness guys, that floor manager dug himself so deep that day that he knew there was no way out and he just kept going and going. And seriously, this is the perfect example of someone letting the power get to their head guys and totally ignoring everything around them except for the fact that the orders they have given are not being followed. And hopefully he'll learn from this and be a better leader at his next job. That's if he ever gets a position like that again. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So this one took place years ago and will need a little setup. I'll try to make it so I can't easily be identified, but I'll also try to give enough detail that it can be checked up on, as this involves a reasonably famous individual. Therefore, I have no doubt people may be skeptical. So, for years, I lived in Kennebunkport in Maine, USA. It's very much a holiday town, and it gets busy in the summer. Now, as the summer period starts, a very special guest would arrive in Kennebunkport, as they had a holiday home at the northern end town on a small peninsula. The 41st president of the United States, the late George Bush Sr. The flags and banners used to come out, Welcome back, Mr. President. There were plenty of restaurants in town, many owned by the same company, and the president used to dine with us a lot. So one day, I was wiping down the bar, and it was a quiet day, and we only had a few people dining. Behind the bar is a huge fish tank, so you could see through the tank to the front door. That's when I noticed a lady walking across the drive. She was well-dressed, and she was straightening her skirt. I placed the cleaning stuff under the bar and awaited the lady. So I say to her, may I help you? Karen says, I hope so. Is the order ready? I reply, uh, I'm not aware of any order, but I'll have a check with the kitchen. Can I take your name? That's when Karen says, you don't know who the hell I am? What an embarrassment. She would then go on to tell me that she was here for an order of oysters and clams for the presidential compound. Now this wasn't unusual. The president often got complimentary oysters when he would dine with us. Plus, we would often send food up to the compound. But it was never this lady, and never a sole person who would pick it up. And certainly not on foot, and we knew the cars they used. I could not get a single word in though. The Karen just berates me for a while saying, I'll have your job. And saying stuff like, is this the disrespectful shambolic service you always provide? Just the usual crap. And then she spies the gentleman behind me, full suit, very smart, who's come out to see what the commotion was all about. 
Karen flicks her head his way and then utters, You, come here right now. Karen then launches into her rant, to be stopped 10 seconds in, as the man in the suit gestures for her to come through into the back dining area. The suited man says to her, Madam, will you just step this way please and we can resolve this? Now, I don't work here, but... The suited man stops right there, and on the other side of the wall, Karen saw George Bush, Barbara Bush, and a few guests who were dining with us. I should also mention, though you probably know, that ex-presidents who were in office before 1997 were provided secret service agents to protect them and their family for life. One of President Bush's agents was sat in the corner. The other one was the well-dressed man by Karen's side, whom she had incorrectly assumed was my manager. That's when her face went white and she ran. Well, sort of. She had heels on. The woman stumbled and headbutted the front door before stumbling over the driveway like a newborn deer trying to walk for the first time. The president's staff just let her go, simply asking for a copy of the CCTV before they left. According to one of my bosses, the lady was picked up by the sheriff's department and she was charged and fined a few months later. I think there was some form of charges. I don't know for sure though. I had nothing to do with it after she ran out. Our managers dealt with most of it, and like I said, a larger company owned most restaurants in town. We only got the snippets. Apparently, attempting to steal products and defraud a business by way of claiming to work for an ex-president of the United States is frowned upon in Maine. So yeah, Karen did not work on the president's team. She worked at Walmart in a town called Wells, up the coast. She just wanted to try her luck, and she probably heard the president dined here when he was in town. I believe she lost her job there, and she was arrested and fined a few months later. Guys, losing your job, getting arrested and fined, all because she tried to get some free oysters and clams. Like, talk about a plan backfiring, my goodness. Like, (laughs) I can feel the embarrassment from here, guys. Like, why do people feel the need to lie about things like this? This happened when I was 19 years old, so nine years ago. This was the time I encountered a principal and a vice principal of a nearby high school. I had finished early from work, and I was waiting for the bus to get home. It was roughly 1pm at this time. There were a couple of teenagers also waiting for the bus, and two other men in their late 40s. The bus shows up, and a little line forms up, and I'm last. And as the first teenager steps in, one of the men exclaims that they've been caught, while physically blocking the entrance of the bus. The teenagers kind of step to the side disappointed, but when I tried to get inside the bus, the guy told me, where do you think you're going, while still blocking the entrance. Now I really wasn't in the mood, but I explained that I wasn't in high school, that I was coming back home from work, and the guy just kept repeating, stop lying, you're in so much trouble. At some point, I looked at the bus driver, asking him to get the guy to move, and he did. He asked him to step aside, and the guy steps aside. But the moment I put one step on the bus, the man just grabs my arm and jerks me back, almost sending me flying to the ground. I didn't fall, but I nearly did. I seriously held back going physical there because I was fuming. I also don't recall exactly what I yelled, but something along the lines of, What the F? What do you think you're doing? At this point, the bus driver just drove off, and I don't blame him for that. That's when one of the guys comes at me again, trying to grab me, and I pushed him back. It's at this point I told him I'm calling the cops, and the tone changed a little. I then pulled out my cell phone, called the local police department, while the two other guys started telling me to put the phone down, and that it was a misunderstanding. Fast forward, the cops show up, and the two guys immediately start kissing ass. 
telling the police that it's just a misunderstanding and that I pushed one of them. One of the officers separates us and I explain what happened. The officer takes notes and asks me to stay put while he goes and questions the other people. One of the officers was with the two men while the other questions the teenagers. The kids pretty much repeated my story. So time passes and one of the officers comes back and asks me if I want to press charges for assault. I remember asking the cop what it meant to press charges because I was still pretty clueless about that stuff. The cop explains what it entails and implied and suggested I do, so I did. They arrested the two guys and another squad car was called to come pick me up. I had to give a statement at the police station and then fill out some forms and I was given a lift home. At the recommendation of my brother, I called next day to drop the charges. Too much trouble. I never heard from these two guys again and no idea what happened after that. It wasn't in the news, and I'm not even sure they stayed a day in jail. They probably got released within an hour, but I have to say that seeing both of them getting handcuffed was more than enough to make up for the grievance I got that day. Yikes, guys. If I were in OP shoes, I would not have dropped the charges at all. Like, those two idiots need to learn that assaulting someone on their misguided assumption is not okay. And honestly, I can't believe their principles of a high school. Like, you'd think, you'd think that being in a position like that, they'd have taken a much better approach. Like, what's crazy is the fact that they thought OP was a student and still manhandled OP. That just shows how they treat their students there too, and I would have gone scorched earth on those two guys. Like, y'all getting fired today. This is the kind of story that I've been dying to tell ever since it happened, but didn't know how or where until I found this wonderful sub. So a few weeks ago, I was invited to present an award at a business awards event for large European companies. It was a black tie event. The event started with the usual champagne and cocktails before moving to dinner. After dinner, just before the award ceremony was kicked off, I was walking towards the toilets when I felt someone grabbing my arm. Given the environment, I presumed it was a friendly acquaintance, but as I turned towards the grabber, the guy says to me, Hey, get me some more red wine. Me, shocked and confused, said, uh, no. The guy angrily says, well, why not? At this point, the whole table are now looking at me. And it's important to note that at this point, I'm in full black tie attire. The staff working there are in very different attire, and it's clear who's a guest and who's not. Or at least I thought so. I then say to the grabber, well, I think you've had enough. And he says, I beg your pardon? I say to him, I think you've had enough red wine. I then turn and walk away. Just then, I notice a waiter just standing a couple of meters away. Sensing an opportunity, I approach the waiter and start pointing at random tables and talking absolute nonsense just to give the impression that I did work there to the grabber. I finish by turning towards the grabber who is still staring at me with an angry expression and ask the waiter to please get him a glass of water. But I said that quietly enough so the grabber would think that I was asking for the red wine. I then retreated to a spot where I could see the arrival of a glass of water, presented on a silver tray, much to the bewilderment of the grabber and the amusement of the rest of the table. Fast forward 15 minutes and I've been announced to the stage to announce the winner of an award. The closest table to my line of sight is, you've guessed it, the grabbers. His facial expression is one that I'll treasure forever. 
Guys, it would have been so funny if the winner of the award OP was presenting was the grabber. Like, that would have been something. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash I don't work here, lady. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash petty revenge where OP gets a crazy revenge on his next door neighbor. It's wild, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.